Doing good this morning? So I just got an, e- I just got an email. It wasn't an email. It was a text from Paul. He is in Joburg. Paul Gray is in Johannesburg right now having the best double quarter pounder he has had in his life. Because you cannot get a double quarter pounder in Botswana. He's just not there, is it? I mean, wherever, he, wherever he's been, he has not had it. So uh, anyway, we're, we're excited about having him back. He should be back soon. <clears throat> what, Tuesday? He's going to be in Minden on Tuesday. Yep. If all goes well, he will be here Tuesday afternoon in Minden, which means that he will sleep until Thursday. Uh, is that about right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe Saturday? No, he'll sleep to about Thursday. See, I'll see him milling around towards the end of uh, next week. So he'll be back, and uh, we're really excited about it. He sent me a picture of him. There, he sent me two pictures, and they're elephant-related. Uh, one of them, one of them was he. He's on an elephant, and I didn't have time. I mean, I just got it while we were. There's a miracle in the works. I'm getting texts from Paul during that time, and uh, I can feel it. And I'm like, that's an elephant's butt, you know. <laughs> See, I think I think sometimes we we have a tendency to take ourselves a little bit too seriously, and I know that I've been taking myself way too seriously over the past few months. And it's like, you know, it's a good reminder from God at times that, you know, it's like, you know, I'm about to preach. I'm like trying to get myself all just kind of, you know, sanctified up and readied up and got to get in the vein up and got to, you know, all that and trying to get everything prepared. And I get a text of an elephant butt, you know. And so he's on Jumbo. He's riding Jumbo. It's Paul Gray on on Jumbo. And he's got one of his Paul Gray ministry shirts on because it's blue, you know, blue T-shirt. And all you see is the back of his head and all in this big elephant derriere there. And then he sends me another one, and he's standing between two elephants, and he's got one of them by the tusk, holding on to the tusk like this, and the other one's behind him. And I told him he was elephant food. It looked like they was going to eat him. I mean, they were like all on top of him. If you want to see the pictures, see me after class. I got them on my phone. All right, so we'll do that. Everybody good, huh? So yeah, yeah, uh, back to taking yourself too seriously. You know, I kind of of got in that vein a little bit where I was like, you know, really taking myself way too serious. The the Bible tells us that he who sits in the heavens laughs. And so can you tell me who is in heaven right now? God. Yeah, who said that? That was a small voice. Thank you, sir. Good answer. So God is in heaven right now. And the Bible tells us that those who are residing in heaven right now are laughing so god is sitting on his throne not taking anything too seriously right now the problems are not nearly as big as we think they are the issues that we are facing are not nearly what we kind of respond to them like god is actually looking at what's going on with us and laughing that's what he is doing right now he's not kinked up trying to figure out what we're going to do He's not kinked up because the price of gas is whatever it is today. He's not kinked up because the hot dog that you ate on July the 4th was 16 cents more expensive than it was last year, which is 16% interest. 16 cents on the dollar. So 16% uh, more expensive. I'm trying to get my notes pulled up while I'm talking to you all at the same time. So he's not sitting there worried about any kind of problem at all. In fact, He looks at what's going on here and he is 100% laughing. Not taking it serious. Everybody's like, well, great, that's God. He takes everything serious. No, he don't. 
We done built God to what we think he ought to be as opposed to what the word tells us that he is. We want to create a God that fits our situation as opposed to one who changes our situation. We want a God that's going to fit the way we feel as opposed to a God that will tell us how we're supposed to feel and the way things are supposed to be. We want to control him instead of him controlling us and telling us how things really are. We would rather mully grub in our quagmire and our mess than we had to sit here and take a look at what he's done, who he is, and how he's responding to our situation. We would rather just sit there, mully grub. I don't know why I'm on this. I had no intention of doing this, but I just, you know, I just was sitting over there a few minutes ago. I was like, man, I got, I got a picture of an elephant's booty at church. I'm taking myself way too seriously here today. Way too seriously. The Christian walk, <laughs> our walk, the Bible tells us, Isaiah says that the prophets of old wanted to be here at this time. I think I've said it before in here, but I think it's, bare, it, it's, it's worth, uh, worth saying again. When you get to heaven, the prophets of old are going to ask you what it was like to live in this time period. I mean, just, just listen to me now. Isaiah, who was a prophet, he was, what was it, 600 or 400 years before Jesus was born? Do y'all know? Somewhere in that neighborhood. He's pinning the way Jesus is going to be. He's hearing directly from God on what to write down on, on how Jesus' life is going to be. And then Jesus shows up and speaks those words on the earth as he reads what Isaiah penned. We're talking about a big deal here. This guy's a big deal. He will be in heaven when you show up there. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to run and say, man, you're Isaiah, right? And he's like, dude, you're Hutton, right? And Hutton's going to be like, well, yeah. What was it like to live in 2022 whenever God began to move through his people? What was that like? Tell me. What we have today they longed for and looked for. They, they prayed for. They would have taken it right then if they could have. They could have got their hands on it right then. They would have. You're not going to run up to Moses and say, man, what was it like when the sea parted? He's going to be like, dude, what was it like in Menden? Tell me about the state of Louisiana. How was it to have God live in you? What was that like? What was it like to wake up every morning of your life and have a witness on the inside of you telling you what you wanted, what you needed to do? What was it like to not have to go find the Ark of the Covenant and walk in and do all this stuff and take the bath the right way and put on the right clothes to get into the presence of God to get advice from Him? How was that? Tell me about it. Oh my gosh, we live in a time period that is amazing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. This is nothing more than our equipping time, getting ready for tomorrow. And the next day, and the next day, and then we'll come in here on Wednesdays, we'll get a little little uh, quarter field. Say Wednesday's about a quarter field, maybe half field. Sometimes it's full, full, but you know. And then carry on through the rest of the week. Don't take, I'm not going to take myself as, as serious as I have been. And y'all know I'm silly and don't really care. It's going to get worse. 
it's going to get worse. Because I think, I think we have far too much seriousness in the body of Christ. We need to get over ourselves. We need to move on in the things of God and realize who is in us, what He has done for us, and what is on the other side is way better than what we're looking at right now. So my grandmother, and then I'm going to get off of this and I'll get into my message. Paul, I will get into my message, okay? He said he was going to watch me in a few minutes. I was like, okay, I'm looking at elephant butt, but okay. My grandmother grew up in an apostolic household is what she grew up in. And that's, that's likened itself to the Pentecostal faith, you know, and, and uh, there's, there's some slight differences, but, but primarily some of the same belief systems that were out there. And she tried so hard in the latter part of her life to show a, uh, to show a Christian walk that was enjoyable. Because she would always say, who would want to be like me if I look miserable all the time? If I look miserable, and I look like I'm not having a good time, and I look like that my life is just a mess, who wants to be like me? And she would encourage others. I mean, she would say, you know, you, know, you just need to smile a little bit more. It's going to be okay, baby. I don't know how many times she told me, it's going to be okay, baby. It's going to be all right. Why would she say it's going to be okay, baby? Because it is. Because she knew. I didn't know at the time whenever she was telling me this. I was in, her, I was in my teens. I was... I was living, you know, I was I was living like Travis. I was wild, you know, in my teens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she would say everything's be okay, and I'm like, I didn't know what she was talking about. Well, what she was talking about was what I said just a few minutes ago. He who sits in the heavens laughs. And if you remember, in Ephesians chapter two, it tells us that we have been seated in heavenly places at the right hand of God with Jesus himself we are in that same place and in that same plane that's where we are from and that's where we're going back to we reside there that's where we are we're in the same as he is so are we in this world we're one and the same one and the same I just think we got to get over ourselves a little bit I know I am get over myself I'm not nearly as big deal as what I think I am. I'm bigger than what I think I am. Anyway, let's get in the Word today. Y'all okay with that? That was free, but you're, you're about to pay for this. All right, let's go to... Uh, so, man, in this vein of not taking ourselves too seriously... And while we get so kinked up and caught up into the problem and we start taking a look at our problems and we got to sort out our problems and we got to figure out our problems and all this part of our lives that we try to do to, to do this thing, wouldn't it be nice to have a 100% know-it-all or expert in every area of our lives? Would that not be nice? Okay. So I'll give you this one before I continue on. I said it in the, in the coffee room, and I was not going to say anything, but I feel like it's, it's worth uh, saying something now, Lisa. All right, so I'm extremely tired. Uh, I, was, uh, I was awakened at 3 o'clock this morning, and it had absolutely nothing to do with this service. 
And I was in and out of sleep, super tired. It's not you, be quiet. Super in and out, in and out of sleep, just couldn't really, you know, just kind of restless, couldn't get there, you know? And so this morning, when I got up, so to speak, whenever I finally climbed out of the bed, because I'm just I'm sweating, I'm hot, ugh, don't feel good, it's early. I think it was about, I don't know, 5.30ish, 6ish, somewhere up in there, that I rolled out of bed, you know, after I got up at 3, you know, when I got up, I started praying. I'm like, all right, Lord, I need to, you know, I need to kind of kind of roll with it. And I have been sitting on, for the past month, you can ask Ginger, I have been sitting on a message that I just really wanted to bring about the glory and the presence of God and His goodness and how Moses said, show me your glory. And God said, I will pass by you and, my, and you'll be able to see all my goodness. How the glory of God and the goodness of God are the exact same thing and they correlate together. I just couldn't wait. Like, Lord, what do you think about it? He goes, no, nah, we ain't going to talk about this this morning. And this was like, not the 3 a.m. part. This was the, I'm supposed to take a shower part. And I'm like, all right. And so I kind of get myself together. And he goes, oh, by the way, there's one person in there that's been looking for the answer, and they get it today. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you got going on. I don't know what's happening in your life, but I do know this, that my God told me this morning that at least one of you is going to get the answer you've been looking for for a long time. So it's coming. But for, for, it, to, for it to happen, for us, for this thing to take place, we're all going to have to get involved. Even those of us that's got it going on so much that we ain't got no problems at all, and we're great. We're perfect Christians. I showed up on time today. Even those guys, I need you to get in here and get with me. Because there's one person that's been seeking the answer from God for a while. And they're going to get it today. Isn't that awesome? To be a part of that? It's an awesome thing to be a part of. So, I say that to say, wouldn't it be nice to have an expert in every field, in every way, in every situation? that you could call on and say, hey, I need some help here. Would it not? An expert is a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of or skill in a particular area. This is a person that is super sophisticated in a particular area. This is a person, this is a know-it-all in whatever field. If you have some health problems and it has to do with your heart, you want to go to a heart specialist. Why? Because they're an expert when it comes to the heart. If you got brain damage, you want to go to a brain specialist. Why? Because they're an expert in the brain stuff. If you got problems with your finances, you want to go to a financial expert. Why? Because they're a professional. They know they know what's going on in the finances. If you want to, if you if you want to machine metal, you call Chris because he knows what he's doing in that thing. If you want to weld, you call Hutton. Why? Experts. Well, at least Hutton might know some experts. There you go. Uh -huh. You want some AC fixed? You better call John King. You see where I'm coming from? It's always good to have an expert in your life that you could call on. I have experts personally <clears throat> that I'll call on. I have people that know things that I don't know. And they understand things that I will never understand. Electricity. I will never understand how electricity works. All I know is if you touch those wires, 
you, you feel funny and it's not fun. That's all I can tell you. So let's hide the wires. I don't want to see no wires ever. And I want to flip switches and I want the flip switches to be plastic because the electricity don't go through that stuff, right? So that's right. It, it don't go through the rubber and the plastic and all that. Huh? Yeah, rubber for sure. I think the plastic too. It doesn't go through plastic, does it? I don't think so. I'm flipping the switch though and it ain't hurting, so I'm good. Yeah. I mean, y'all laugh, but I really got a big problem with electricity. I really do. It's, it's like, it's, I don't understand it, and it hurts. Every time I've gotten around it, it has hurt me. I got post-traumatic stress syndrome over electricity. You can ask my wife. She bought our daughter a taser. I left the house. One of those, one of those lipstick tasers. You know, one of them little... Gone. Gone, Big Daddy. Can't stand that stuff. Uh-uh. We ain't doing it. We are not doing it. You want to know why? Because I'm not an expert in it. I don't understand it. Since I don't understand it, it scares me. I'm afraid of it because I don't understand it. It looks like it's a big deal. But for those of you that understand it, it's not a big deal, is it? Right? If you understand electricity, it's not a big deal at all. My grandfather had a brother. He had several brothers, but he had a brother that was an appliance repairman. And he could grab two, like on a 110 circuit, he could grab both ends of that thing and let it flow through his body and he would go, yeah! <laughs> Insane! <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, that was the beginning of my post-traumatic stress because he'd be like, hey man, come here. Can you hold this for me? And I go to hold up. Whoa! <laughs> Uncle Albert, man, he was a blast. He was a lot of fun, but don't ever... Like when you get to heaven, be careful. Uncle Ever is going to be in heaven. He's going to be like, hold this. But like, nah, I ain't touching it. It's going to hurt. I ain't touching nothing. He was an expert. He understood what was going on and how things worked. Things worked. And because he understood what was going on and how stuff worked, he didn't have fear. He was not afraid of electricity like me. Does that make sense? John chapter 16. If you can go there, Miss Melissa. John chapter 16, I'm going to start in verse 12. This is Jesus talking. It's going to be read in your Bible if you've got an old school Bible. And Jesus said this. He's, he's talking to the disciples. He said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Jesus knew that we were going to need an expert in life. Jesus knew we were going to need somebody to call upon that understood what was going on in every situation, knew the way out, and knew how everything worked in life because Jesus knew that we would have to fight a spirit of fear. He knew that this spirit of fear would try to attach itself to us, and so therefore He said, Look, I got all the stuff that the Father has. It's here. But I got a jet. I got a roll. Because what Jesus had to do, Jesus had to make a way to where <clears throat> everything that was in the Father 
was not only in him, but available to everyone, right? And so Jesus had to roll. He said, look, I'm going to go. But when I go, it says this in John chapter 14. If you go back a couple of chapters, it says, whenever I go, I'm going to send the, the helper, the comforter, strength, or standby, the Holy Spirit, and he's going to be here to help you. And then he tells us here how he helps us. Look at this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, this is verse 13, he will guide you into all truth. All truth. What really the truth is about how electricity works. The truth. Not so much what's going on and what we're looking at and what it feels like it seems like, but the truth that's behind all that's taking place. Is this sticking? Y'all with me? You do realize that what everything that you see is temporary, which means it's subject to change. But the truth will never, ever, ever change. That which is unseen will last forever. In fact, the truth, Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass away, but, but my words, but well, Jesus didn't say it, God said it, God said it through a prophet. Uh, my words will never pass away. Why? Because those tr words from God are truth, not a fact. A fact of a matter is what it might look like right now, but we don't know whether or not that fact is truth until we search it out and work it out. Work out your own salvation with, with joy, with trembling. Why, why is that? Why do we have to work out our own salvation? Because what we see is not necessarily what it is. It's what it might look like. But that ain't necessarily what it is. Back to my electricity. I might see some live wires and get scared to death and want to run out the room. But somebody like Chris that understands it say, no, dude. The truth is, as long as you don't do this and you don't do that, it ain't going to hurt you. It won't hurt you at all. And what does that bring? Peace. That brings peace. That brings calm. I'm just letting that one cook for a little bit. You ever cooked anything before? Anybody? Sometimes you throw some, like you'll be cooking and you'll be about done and you take a tail and you're like, you need a little bit more salt and you stir it in there and you let it sit for a minute. Let that little something just kind of sit there for a minute. That's what I was doing. I was sitting there. He will guide you into all truth. The truth. The truth is where we need to focus. Not the facts, not what it looks like. What's the truth in this situation? The fact may be that electricity will hurt me if I touch it the wrong way, but the truth is, is if I do it right, it won't hurt me. The fact may be, and I'm going to go to money because i, I got to go to the bank tomorrow. The fact may be that you only have $20 left in your checking account and you need... 4,000 by Friday. But the truth is, my God shall supply all of your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You have no idea what He's doing in the Spirit to make that truth come to pass for you. 
as long as we don't get afraid of it and run away from it. If we get afraid of it and run away from it, like Chris with the electricity, Chris can't show me how to use electricity properly and be around it properly because I'm too scared. I'm running out the door because I don't want to do it. Is that making sense? Is this sticking? I mean, I got up at 3 a.m., y'all. 3 a.m. And at 6, he tells me this is what he wants to do. You know, it's like, Lord... Why can't you just tell me at three? I'll have a talk with him later. He will guide you in all truth. This is talking about the Holy Spirit. He only knows the truth, y'all. That's what he knows. When he speaks, whatever comes out is truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears... He will speak. When the Holy Ghost, when the Spirit of God, when that still small voice, inward witness, whatever you want to call it, when that happens, that is truth talking to us. It has been heard from the mouth of Jehovah Himself. It came from the throne room of God Almighty. And it is the truth. I don't care what it looks like. It's the truth. Ain't this fun? But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Jody was talking about this morning, about the prophetic in our prayer. And I had to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. He will show you things to come. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Raise your hand. Right. But he knows tomorrow better than we know this morning. He can see the rest of your life perfectly and clear and knows exactly where you need to be, exactly at what time, on the exact day for something amazing to happen in your life. That's a suddenly that changes everything you ever thought, everything that you've ever been, and everything you expected yourself to be changes at that moment. What an exciting life we live. That's what I'm talking about. Whenever you get to heaven, they're going to be like, wow. Like you could wake up any day and just like, boom, I took the right step, knocked on the right door, talked to the right person, and whammo, there it is. Amazing. The Christian walk is amazing. How did I get there? I don't know. He'll show you the things to come. He will tell you things to come. That's where it was. Jesus said, He will glorify me, for He will take what is of mine and declare it to you. Everything that still small voice says is going to line directly up with what Jesus has said right here. We do understand that this is Jesus, right? In the beginning was the Word. Where's Joel? He, he always wants to quote that one. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's right here. I like what Paul Gray says. This is Jesus in a leather jacket. elephant butt he will take what is mine and declare it to you all the things that the father has are mine so Jesus is clarifying what the Holy Ghost is saying to you the Holy Ghost is saying to you everything that Jesus has and Jesus is saying everything that the father has is mine so everything 
that the Holy Ghost says to us and directs us to do is the Father. Oh, I just wish God would talk to me. He is constantly. Uh, Jim Hogaday was here not too long ago. Been a while back. He, um, I don't know if y'all were here or not. I like Jim an awful lot. He had said this guy that he was he met with. Uh, you know, he would talk about. And I think I've said this before in here, but I'm gonna say it again. I don't care. I'll say it again. Uh, he said that this guy that he met, he was a rancher, you know, and he talked about the spirit of God, you know, in uh, to where the spirit of God had manifested himself in three different ways to him whenever he would hear his voice. One of them very, very direct, firm, loving, and precise that he liked and likened to the voice of the Father. There's another one that was more loving and compassionate, seemed to want to just kind of wrap you in a blanket. He likened that more to the voice of Jesus. And then he said there was this one voice that never shut up, that was constantly speaking. That's what you need to do, what you need to do. You need to do this. I told you to do it. You need you need to do it. I'm better do it. He said that was the 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 voice of the Holy Spirit, likened itself to the voice of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's job is to guide us into all truth according to what Jesus said. So He has to guide us, and sometimes to guide some of y'all, you can't just say it one time. Some of y'all like me. I got to hear it about forty five times before I'm gonna do it. Oh, that hit. Oh, I felt that. That hit a nerve right there. Like that. All the things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is of mine, which are all the things that the Father's ha Father has, and declare it to you. The Spirit of God is constantly declaring to us what God has to say. It is a direct line with heaven all the time. You have a 100% divine partner in life. His name is Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, whatever. Use those words interchangeably. He is here to be the expert on the scene and to be a divine partner in your life. Listen to him. This is in the Amplified. I didn't give it to this Amplified Classic. He will honor and glorify me because he will take of which receive and draw upon what is mine and will, and will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. He will give it to you. The Holy Ghost's job is simply to say, this is what God has done through Jesus. This is yours right here. Here it is. That's his job. Moving on. Uh, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. And we finna turn up the heat and roll. Y'all ready? I got to roll. Who's got a, who's got a roasting oven? You got to go. Bye. See you later. Have fun. God bless you. There's one right there. He's the only one cooking today. I cooked mine yesterday. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, But as it is written, Come on, Ginger, eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But, man, you know what? I ain't read it yet. I thought about it years ago. I want to write a message called God's Big Butt. I really do. 
Because there's so many times in the scriptures where you're reading on it and it says this, 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 and this, and this, and then you get a but. I just love it. I'm sorry. I'm getting funny looks. It's not going to be a message. It'll be a book. How about that? And then you can decide whether or not you want to read it. But you go look at the cover and it's going to say God's a big buddy. But I'm going to get that. <laughs> I'm going to get that. Somebody willing to talk about God like that. I'll get to heaven. He's going to wear me out. Golly. Woo, probably. But what has God done? All these things that seem to be that our ears can't hear, that our eyes can't see, that cannot even rise into the consciousness of us, the things that we cannot comprehend about this life, the things we don't get, the things that don't seem to make a whole lot of sense, the stuff where we go, what in the heck is going on? Why is it so bad? All of that, that we can't see, what has God done with it? He has what? Revealed them to us. Past tense. Not even present tense. He used a past tense word as if those things that are hidden from you have already been revealed to you. Not getting revealed right now. Not going to be revealed. But have been revealed to you. How? How does it say it's going to happen? Y'all tell me. I don't know. Through His Spirit. The Spirit of search all things. Yes, even the deep, the amplified Bible says the bottomless things of God. You will never get there. Joel was talking earlier about having a favorite scripture. It wasn't that Joel said that, or was that you? It was Joel. It wasn't Serena, was it? I'm getting this. No, it wasn't Serena. Your favorite scripture in the whole wide world. You'll never, ever get to the bottom of it. Because that's what we do in heaven. We continue to learn. Because what seems to be, what seems to be kind of confusing at times and what seems to be kind of hazy at times all of a sudden becomes completely clear to us. And we could see it. And guess what? There's more. And guess what? There's more. And guess what? There's more. The deep and bottomless things of God. Keep going. Let's look at verse 11. For what man knows the thing of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except for who? Spirit of God. Who knows you better than yourself? No. Nope. Your spirit does. Your spirit knows you better than yourself. So who knows God better than himself? His spirit. It's the same correlation. You know you better than anybody else is going to know you. Period. You know you. And everybody, well, God knows me better. Well, kind of, but He knows what you're not willing to accept about yourself. The parts of you that you don't want to do nothing with, yeah, He knows those. Yeah. But you know it too. Does this make sense? Is this sticking? Getting a lot of confusion here. Come on, Greg. We got to eat. All right. Verse 12. Now, today, right now, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been 
freely given to us by God. He is constantly telling us, hey, you know what? This ain't no big deal because God did this. You know what? This ain't no big deal because Jesus done that. You know what? This is not a big deal. You want to know why it's not a big deal? Because Jesus done it this way. Do you know that what your problem is today is not a big deal? You want to know why? Because the Bible says this. Over and over and over and over again, the deep and bottomless, endless, can't completely understand things of God are constantly being communicated to us through and by His Spirit. Wow. Wow. I mean, how many of y'all got a business partner? You ever had one, got one? I see no hands. All right. Oh, right here. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I see you now, Miss Dorothy. I've had a business partner before. I do not have one now, other than my wife. So why do people have business partners? Well, I'll tell you what, most of you do. If you are in business, you more than likely owe some money, and that money that you owe is to a bank. That's your partner. Okay, whether you know it or not, they're your partner. Why do we have a partner? Because that person has something or knows something that we don't have or know that we need to get a job done. Right? That's what that is. You have a divine person that lives in you that knows what you don't know. Knows how to do what you don't know how to do and can see tomorrow better than you can see he can quote what you're going to say tomorrow better than you could quote what I said two seconds ago. In you, ready to help you make decisions. Take me to Proverbs chapter 3. Let's go to that 5 and 6. This is what Serena preached on last week. We're going to hit this and then we're going to go so y'all go swimming. Or, yeah, he swims in the rain. Swimming in the rain. Swimming in the rain. Swimming in the rain. I, you know, I hope this sticks because you know it's it's. I got I got notes for days. I can stay up here for four hours. Um. Just 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 over and over and over, where the Bible says you need to do what God says. You need to do what God says. God's way smarter than you. You need to do what God we're called we're called sheep. Sheep are dumb. That's why they gotta have a shepherd. The smartest person on the earth today. Who would we say that that is? Jesus is not on the first right now. Elon Musk. Did I hear that? Somebody said Elon Musk. Okay. All right. He's probably one of the richest guys on earth. But we'll take Elon. It's, it's like a three-year-old in the eyes of God. He's like, oh, it's so cute. He thinks he knows something. Look at that. Look at him. And just And we think we're doing so great. God's going, oh, look how cute they are. Look at it. Taking pictures. He's got a God's got a cell phone out going. Check him out. Look at my babies. Look at that. Look, he thinks he's doing something. He looks at He thinks he's so cool. He's going to be so cool when he gets here and finds out he don't know anything. (laughs) 
taking ourselves a little bit too seriously, aren't we? Let's look at this. Ah, Lord Jesus, we got to go, Greg. I'm hungry. I got a thumbs up right here. That's what I'm talking about. My man. My man. My man. I mean, what explanation do you need? You know, I can't even believe that I've preached off this scripture before because you really don't have nothing else to say beyond that. Notice it says all your heart, not just part of it. You better give him all of it. Next verse. In all your ways, acknowledge. Acknowledge Him. Which means to know. Know Him in all your ways. Let's think about this for a minute. Know Him in all your ways. Know by example, know by experience, know by knowing. These are all, if you look this thing up and you grab the Hebrew word that's behind it, it's know in every way, shape, and form that you could K N O W something. Completely experience and obtain to know Him in what you're doing. We get so caught up in the doing that we don't take the time of the knowing Him while we're doing it. Just to know and experience what God has for you in the big middle of the biggest mess you've ever been in. Sitting up here in the front row pregnant again. To just say, okay, I don't know what is going on. I don't know how to get out of the problem. I don't know how to fix it. But I do know God. And I'm going to acknowledge, know Him in the middle of this mess. And whatever He tells me to do, I'm going to do that. Have you ever been to a church service where people are jumping around? Y'all ever been to one of them? And then the, the old guys will go, Woo! You ever done one of those? Yeah. Woo! You ever got one people laid on the floor and rolled around? Yeah. Seen that? You ever done there were people running? Yeah. Ever seen that one? Yeah. I ran into a guy at church one time, just pow! Mark Capello. I ran into Mark Capello. Had to be been 2003. Just boom, bump right into it. I'm running around the church. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Ever been around any of that? Getting some funny looks from some folks? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I was raised Baptist. I wasn't around none of that until I got over to churches like this. I was like, what are they doing? I mean, it was like, like, huh? Somebody just took off running in a suit with his loafers. Woo! You know? Why? Acknowledging and knowing Him in all their ways. 
God said, I'm going to take the foolish things of this world and confound the wise. Sometimes it's just simply cooling out. Not taking yourself nearly as seriously as you have, have in times before. Getting real with God and knowing God. And God will say, hey, you know what? Lift up your right leg. Okay. Yeah. And, and that little laugh right there makes its way somebody else and changes the way somebody's perspective is. It's all about obedience. Acting the way God wants us to act. We have a divine partner living in us. Anybody hungry? Alright, y'all can go if you got to. I'm serious, man, because you probably got about 10 more minutes here. Maybe. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you know, we had to do the thing with the kids and the bags and then, you know, Angel talked. Didn't you talk? Angel talked. Joel did the offering. That's what took so long. We'll blame Joel. But Serena, you went, you went to noon last week, didn't you? I'm good. I'm good. So, Greg, how does all this stuff work? Uh, you know, I get it. Okay, God lives on the inside of me. But I'm always searching for the voice of God. I don't ever really hear the voice of God, and I can't figure out if it's my voice or His voice. And, you know, I don't know if it's Him. And just, uh, no, it's just all confusing. I don't know. I would just rather just go, today sucks. Let's go to Mike's and get a cotton candy daiquiri. Make me feel better. Y'all laugh. Somebody done it up in here. I... Oh, everybody got quiet on that one. Somebody done it. <laughs> I need a drink. Jesus said, those who, who thirst, if you're thirsty, come unto me and drink. He said, come get a drink. He did. He said, come get one. How do you drink? How do you get into a place where you can, you can understand and see what's God and what's you and all this? The first step is found right here. Heaven can crumble. And this one still remain. This is God's Word to you. Start with this. This is always first. In the beginning was the Word. Why? Because everything that you start, you start with the Word. Right here. And then secondly, you talk to the Holy Ghost and pray with the Holy Ghost on a regular basis. So Angel and I have been married for 25 years as of July the 19th, a couple weeks ago. We, we dated, thanks man, we dated, uh, we dated six years before that. So that puts us at how many years total? Whoa! Man, y'all can do some math. That is a long time. Yep. <laughs> I was waiting on it. We can all stand up and do the meet and greet thing and everybody talking. 
and she could call my name in the midst of everything that's going on and I can hear it and know it's her without even looking, without even recognizing, making eye contact that she's trying to tell me something. And even sometimes the way she calls my name, I kind of know what's going on. Right? Right? The voice of our mothers and our fathers. We know the people that raised us, whomever raised us, you know that voice. Why? Why do you know that? How is it that that voice stands out from the rest of them? How and why? We all know the answer. It's familiar. It's family. Familiar, family, same root word. It's family. It's the voice of our Father speaking to us. What we have to do is take the time to talk to Him. Paul said, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than ye all. And I don't have time to get into why it's tongues and why it's not tongues. If you want to know all that, you can ask me later. Or next time I preach, ask me to preach on that and I'll explain all that stuff to you. I can't tell you why it's tongues. Well, I can, but more importantly, I don't have time to tell you. But what I can tell you is that Paul said, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than all of you. Why did the Apostle Paul say that? Because as he did that, he is experiencing, knowing, acknowledging God in all His ways. And God is directing His path as He's doing this. Romans chapter 8 says, We don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Greek says, cannot be put into known language. It's not some hokey religion thing that's supposed to be weird. It's not the devil, whoever told you that. It is an experience that the Christian is supposed to walk in and be a part of so that that Christian knows God's voice better than any other voice in this world and is able to respond to His voice and have His absolute best as they do what they do. So, we're all hungry. So I'll say it real quick. If you are filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and you do it on a, on a kind of a regular basis, I would recommend a continual basis. If you do it for eight hours a day, do it for nine. If you do it for 15 minutes, do it for 20. If you do it for two minutes, do it for five. Is this sticking? If you've never been filled with the Spirit, you need to know what this is about. You don't need to be afraid of it. And there are plenty of people, not only in this building, but in buildings around the nation that could tell you what this is all about. This thing has not gone away since Acts chapter 2. It's been here and it's staying. It's not going anywhere. The Holy Spirit is going to operate through His church whether we like it or not. Going to. So there's plenty of us that can explain it to you. I take the time with it, but I ain't got time now because everybody's hungry. Isn't that right, Jody? Anyway, y'all smelling what I'm stepping in? You getting this thing? Is this sticking? We don't know what to do. We don't know what to pray for. But the Spirit knows what to do, how to do, and what we need to be praying for. Let's all stand. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you.
for this opportunity to receive your good word. We will not be hearers only. Change.